Ready to unlock your true potential and manifest the life of your dreams? Then I've got something super special just for you. Our mind-blowing self-love and manifestation courses. Picture this, a journey of self-discovery where you'll find a deep well of self-love and acceptance. Say goodbye to self-doubt and hello to unshakable confidence. Our courses are designed to help you embrace your worthiness and tap into the incredible power of self-love. But that's not all. We'll also dive deep into the transformative world of manifestations. You'll learn proven tools and techniques and strategies to align your thoughts, beliefs, and actions with your wildest dreams. So get ready to create the success, happiness, love, and abundance that you deserve. So what are you waiting for? Head over to candywashington.com backslash courses to get started. Again, that's candywashington.com backslash courses. All right, everyone, welcome back to The Soft Life with Candy Washington, which is me, and I cannot wait to help you lead a more joyful life. So before we dive into today's episode, which I am sure will be very inspiring, it's going to light a fire inside of you, I have the beautiful cat with me from the No BS Manifestation Podcast. But before we dive in, as always, if you need additional support, be sure to grab our free self-love guide down below, check out our Patreon community. And also check out our courses. We have self-love, lifestyle design, manifestation, and all of that. And shop our merch if you want to glow up a little bit with us. So with that, you guys, let's welcome Kat. So I had the pleasure, I mean absolute pleasure, of being on Kat's podcast. So I am sure that today is going to be equally fiery and amazing. She is a life and fulfillment coach who specializes in helping women use the power of intentional manifestation, holistic health, and the feminine energy to create the life they truly deserve. So we're all in the right place. So welcome, Kat. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And for anybody who wants to go check out Candy's episode, it was absolutely insane. I've had so many people reach out and say that it is literally exactly what they needed to hear. So uh, thank you again for coming over onto my show and doing that. Absolutely. It was my it was my pleasure. I'll actually I'll link that down below too in case you guys, you know, after you listen to this, you guys want to go over there, give her a follow, give her a subscribe. I mean, her content is fiery. Like I I love it. I'm a fan. I'm a fangirl. All good. <laughs> so Kat, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and then how you got on this journey? Was there any type of pivotal moment that led you to your manifestation, awakening, all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So my story, as short as it can humanly be, is growing up, I was raised in a household where my dad was an alcoholic and my mom was in a citizen of the U.S. So okay. in order to stay in the U.S., she had to kind of tolerate some really toxic things in order to be here and raise me and my brother. And because of that, growing up, I really didn't feel very safe a lot of the time. And that lack of safety inside of my body manifested as me being very overweight as a kid, which then I was bullied for, just like completely put down for. And that continued to like further deteriorate my self-concept. And as I got into like my teenage years, I reached this position of hopelessness and uh, for the first time was introduced to like therapy, mindfulness, all of those different things because um, 
I really needed some sort of support. So started going to therapy. It worked to a certain extent. It really helped me manage the symptoms that I was experiencing at that time, but it wasn't true deep healing. And so as I got into my later teen years, early 20s, I started to party, drink my ass off, do a bunch of drugs, and really just do anything I could to try and escape all of the hurt that I was experiencing. And while it worked for a short period of time and was fun for a short period of time, it actually just continued to further exacerbate all of like the trauma and wounds and whatnot that were underneath the surface. And in early 2019, I decided to pick up my life and move across state lines for the first time because I thought that that would be the chance at like starting over, having a fresh slate, completely doing something different with my life. And little did I know that all of those traumas, all of those wounds were going to follow me. And so not only did they follow me, but I was in a completely new environment with absolutely none of my like old friends or like comfort blankets that I used to have except for drugs and alcohol. So I just really went all in on like partying as much as I possibly could to try and escape the pain that I was feeling. And I found myself in June of 2019 at like my absolute rock bottom moment where I was $70,000 in debt, working 60 plus hours a week in a job that I absolutely hated, not making enough money to really get by living paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and just feeling so completely like sad, lost and broke with no clue how to continue to move forward and not really wanting to continue to move forward. And at that point, I really just started praying. And I didn't know what to, I I didn't have words for it in terms of the universe or God at that point, but I always felt connected to something. So I just started praying and asking for guidance and support to be pulled out of the situation that I was in. And very, very quickly after that, intentional manifestation showed up in my life. And so I didn't understand what I was supposed to do with it, but intuitively I felt and I knew that I needed to put all of my focus and attention into it. And so I just went all in about learning how to implement intentional manifestation into my life. And through that, things changed so drastically, so quickly. And I just started sharing about it on my Instagram, on my social media platforms. People were so interested in everything that I was talking about, reaching out, asking for my support, and led me to the position of realizing that I could start my own coaching practice with this. So did in January of 2020. Since then, it's turned into a multiple six-figure business. I've been able to help hundreds and hundreds of women. I've been able to manifest the life of my dreams, currently living in New York City, but have been able to travel all around the world, do it in style. I feel so connected to myself, to God, to just like the divine feminine energy inside of me and genuinely create a life greater than anything that I could have ever imagined for myself, which leads me to where we are today, I guess. Yeah, no, that's such a beautiful story. And I think so many people can identify with it. I know I definitely see, you know, very similar things in my own life and your story. And I think everyone can. And I wanted to touch upon some of the great things that you brought up. You know, you talked about you didn't feel safe in your body or maybe in your home environment. So you look to wait. And that's true. You know, 
we look to things that we think we can control when we feel like everything is chaotic around us. So it's like, I'm going to gain this weight because I can control that. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. And like some people go the opposite, you know, they, they get really, really thin because that's one thing that they can control. So it's like, if my life is chaotic, I can't control how people are. I can't control the abuse or the violence or the neglect or whatever the case may be, this is one thing I can control, right? So I definitely identify with that. And I love that you brought that up, that you went to therapy, but therapy wasn't really was the deep healing you needed. Because I agree, like I I love therapy, I go to therapy as well, but therapy is a component of a healing journey, you know, sort of how like everything is a component, you know, the prayer is a component, the community is a component, the therapy is a component, you know, there's not that one thing that's going to spark it. It's how do I create a holistic pie that can serve me? I get this from therapy, but I get this from my spirituality. You know, I get this from the community, but I get this from my self time, you know? So I love that you brought that up. And then like you were saying with like the drugs and alcohol as a way to escape and numb and all of these things, again, whether it's the weight, the drugs, the alcohol or the, you know, going to another place. But there you are because you're wherever you go, there you are. There are all of these external things. And when you said when you hit rock bottom. I envisioned in my mind when you said that, like the outside of this is going to sound so weird, but follow me with this. I envisioned like the outside of the earth and then the going in and then you hit the rock bottom until you get to the core, which is like the essence of who you are. So Mm. it's like we're doing all of these external things, but when we hit the rock bottom, the only place to go is within, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know? And then that's when you're like, there was no else to turn to. And that's when you started to pray. That's when you turn to God. And that's usually what happens. It's like, We've tried everything else, but like, did you try God? (laughs) I saw this meme and and your story reminded me of that. I was like, do it again, but this time with God. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's usually what happens when we get to that bottom and there's no work else to go. That's where we turn. And then you said that's when intentional manifestation came to you. So do you want to explain or define what is intentional manifestation? Absolutely. So To preface this, I want to say that like everybody is creating, everybody is manifesting their realities every single day, whether they're aware of it or not. And that's why I say intentional manifestation, because it's like bringing that level of intention and awareness into the fact of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm creating, I'm manifesting my reality day in and day out based off of my thoughts, my uh, beliefs, my actions, my behaviors, my emotions, what I'm embodying, et cetera on a day-to-day basis, but if there's no level of awareness in that, then it's going to feel like life is just throwing its punches at you. So when I talk about intentional manifestation, it's really becoming aware of, first of all, where are you starting with your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors, your belief systems, your emotional signature on a day-to-day basis, and what has created that in the first place so that you can start to purposefully and intentionally align yourself with what is it that you would rather like embody? What is it that you would rather experience? What would the higher version of yourself or the version of yourself who has the life that you desire to have be acting, feeling, embodying on a day-to-day basis and really slowly but surely taking the steps to get to that place? Because 
when it comes to manifestation, it's based on energy. And those two different areas, one being the unintentional, just kind of life throwing its punches at you and being very intentional and aligning and connecting with that higher version of yourself. Those are two completely different energies. And the one connected to your higher self is really going to help you align and call in the different opportunities, experiences, people, things that create that life for you. Yeah, no, that's great. And if if we're listening to this and we're like, I don't know where to start, you know, if you're just like, you know, I, I'm into manifestation, maybe, I don't know, is it real? Does it work? You know, what are some places that we can really start? And I, and I love that you first said it's all about awareness, you know, getting clear on where you are and also why you're there. You know, is it the childhood stuff? Is it, you know, social conditioning? Maybe it's a combination of all of that. But when you understand the where and the why, then I love what you said about step two, then you can empower yourself to decide. You know, if this is where I'm at, this is why I'm here, I get to decide from now on where I get to go. So what are some things that people can do if they're sort of wanting to do step one, but they're not sure where to start? Absolutely. So just like you just said a moment ago, it's like, okay, step one is like looking exactly where you are, like wherever your feet are planted on the ground, start right here and not trying to like run a million miles ahead of where you're actually at, like fully meeting yourself where you're at and really starting to, I'd say the first place and like most important place that somebody can start with is really just paying attention to like what stories you're telling yourself on a day-to-day basis because the the stories we all have voices running in our heads we all have like things that we're talking about to ourselves or to others on a day-to-day basis it's being very aware of those conversations with yourself and with other people and what is like the tone what is like the actual use of words what is the energy behind them Because that's very telling as to like what is locked away in your subconscious mind at that point. Because on a day-to-day basis, we're operating from our subconscious mind about 90% of the time, especially if you're not bringing this level of awareness into the situation. Um, So that's very telling of like, okay, this is what's hidden in my subconscious mind. So therefore, that's just the narrative that is running and controlling my actions, behaviors, emotions, etc. And um, again, starting there. And this is something that I see so often with people who are getting into the world of manifestation is like the meditations, the journaling, the like setting intentions for what it is that you want. Yes, it's so exciting. And all of that stuff will have its time and place. But running to those things without assessing where you're currently at and what those scripts and narratives are or like what your daily actions and behaviors are like how are you actually showing up on a day-to-day basis does it feel good to you if not why not um and identifying those things because if you don't identify those things it's kind of like am i allowed to swear on your podcast oh yeah go ahead okay it's kind of like there's like a pile of shit and it's yeah. like, instead of getting rid of the pile of shit, mm-hmm. it's just putting something pretty in front of it and being yeah. like, well, hope it doesn't smell anymore. But the longer <laughs> that you leave it there and you just try to do all of these other things, the 
the more it's going to continue to smell, the more it's going to continue to attract like more bugs and nasty things that want to come in and like be around that, which then continues to manifest all of the things that you don't want into your life versus clearing that pile of shit first so that there's actually a place for these pretty things to take place and not be disrupted by all of the the nasty shit that's hanging out underneath the surface. No, I agree a hundred percent. Like I, I agree that like self love really is the foundation for all of intentional manifesting. Like I agree with that one hundred percent. It's like you said, you know, you have to get that awareness, what story you're telling yourself, because that's like you're building the house. You got to make sure the foundation is right. Yes, and then you can create cool blueprints, you know, through like the tools and the techniques you're going to use, you know, for like the, like the TV room in the kitchen, whether I'm scripting or visualizing, which is all great, but the foundation of the house has to be right. Absolutely. Then from there you can build up because it's like we were talking about if that foundation isn't built on self-awareness, like you're saying, and self-love, then it's still based on external. And that's why you get a lot of people who just want the thing when it comes Mm -hmm. to manifesting and they miss the whole part that the power or like the beauty and intentional manifesting with two coins, and I love it, is self-transformation. It's really about the changing of self. You know, who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? How do you want to show up in the world for yourself? How do you want to feel, you know? Um, And then based on that self-transformation, that foundation, which is always self, which goes back to that little vision I had where I was just like, oh, you're cracking a rock bottom. When you go to the bottom, you have to come back to self. That's the only place to go, right? You have to go within. Um, So it's no longer externally based. Yep. You know, yeah. all of the other stuff. Because even when it's like, I want to get the thing, that's still, I want to get that thing outside of me to make me feel yes. good about who I am. Totally, totally. And something that I always talk about with like my clients and the the women who listen to my podcast is that a really powerful way to look at this is like, you are the center point of your manifestations. Like regardless of whatever it is that you want to manifest in your life, you are the center point of your manifestation. And if you are putting all of your focus onto the car, the house, the boyfriend, whatever it may be, you are stripping yourself of all of your power and essentially saying like, I'm not the center point of my manifestation. So therefore I don't have like the ability. I don't have the power. I don't have the it in me to get to that place. And it's like, Mm -hmm. not true whatsoever. Bring it back. Like you said, okay, what here actually feels as though like, I need that thing to make me feel better about myself. Or like, what, what emotion or what experience do I think I'm going to get from manifesting this external thing? How do I cultivate it here first so that I'm actually living in the vibration that I think attracting that experience back into my life will bring to me. 100%. And then what, wait one second, I'm going to close this window really quick. So keep talking and I'll be right back. (laughs) Okay. Okay, we're back. So cool. What hit me when you said that was 
we forget that it's the divine within us that gives us the worthiness. And we sort of make false you know, not not for any particular religion, but I really, you know, believe in God. So for me, it's like we kind of make the thing a false God. When mm. we talk about take the manifestation off the pedestal, we yep. put false gods on pedestals because we think that when the guy chooses us, then we're lovable. You know, when the money comes, then I'm worthy. I'm successful. When I get the house, then I'm validated or something like that. Right. But the truth is we get the worthiness and the lovability and the value from the divine that lives within us, from the God within. And so when you said that, that was like such like a click inside where that's why they say, take the manifestation off of the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you get your value and worth from the thing? Or do you know that your value and worth is rooted in the God that lives within you? Yeah. You know, and really going back to to that, that it's the God within us that gives us our power. And Absolutely. That's why, and that's why nothing can take it and nothing can give it. And that's why, as we say, circumstances don't matter because the circumstance, whether it's a good one or a bad one, actually doesn't have the power to take away of our inherent lovability and worthiness because it's God given. So yeah. nothing outside of us can take it. It's just the belief that it can. It's the illusion that it can't, that it can, right? Yeah. Now that really hit me when you said that. That's such a good to quote Queen Oprah, that's an aha moment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I want to hit on that really quickly because yeah. that like that was such a aha moment for me in my journey mm-hmm. of like because I, I always believed I was inherently flawed. Like I thought that there was something so wrong with me my entire life up until about like two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And as I like really dove into the healing work and releasing my traumas and doing somatic healing and subconscious reprogramming and like beyond anything. And I love that this is something that you and I keep on like hitting on with my podcast and your podcast is like really just like strengthening my connection to God. Yes. That was the first time I actually was like, oh, I'm not inherently flawed. Like I'm actually like, I'm, I'm perfect exactly as I am. Of course mm-hmm. I can continue to grow and expand and like fine tune things in my life that makes me feel like the best version of myself, yeah. but I've always been good enough. And like, that's just the truth. Like there's, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like I am inherently worthy. I am inherently like perfect as I am. And it's not even in question. Like my goodness, my worthiness is never in question. Mm. And that was, I think that like for anybody who's listening to this, that's like, I don't feel that. Or like, I, I'm not there yet being able to really dive into the healing work and like dive into your connection to God, the universe or spirit, whatever it may be for you is like the most powerful thing that you can possibly do. Because as soon as that clicks for you, and I promise you, if you stick with this journey, it will click for you. That's where manifestation completely changes because it no longer feels like like you said, this external thing of like trying to attain externally in order to fill this void within. And it really comes from this self-sourcing place of like the divine, like 
yep. inside of you being pulled outwards and like all of this abundance surrounding your life because of that. 100%. Like, I feel like I am God experiencing this world through Candy's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, that's how all of us are. That's how we're all connected to the, to, you know, God and the, in the infinite. And some people get tripped up on that. They're like, oh, like, I don't want to say I am God or God, like, you know, God's separate from me. God is this other thing. Like I would, I, why would I say that? Like, I am God, that's blasphemy, blah, 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 blah. But it's not that we're saying that we are the God, <laughs> we're not saying, you know, we're not saying that we are the God over others or the God over the planet or the universe or that we are the God. Mm-hmm. When we say I am God, what we really mean is God was, God is within me. Yeah. The same way my mother's DNA is within me. I am, a, I am of my mother, but I am not my mother. Right. It's that same thing. It's like the way that we can conceptualize, you know, genetic DNA it's spiritual DNA, mm-hmm. you know, the stuffness, that consciousness, that love, that that creative power that is God lives within each and every one of us. So it's not I am the God. It's like I am God because God lives within me. Yeah. And that is the source of the power. That's Absolutely. the source, you know. And speaking of that, like misconceptions, um, I want to know what you think about this. Like, do you find any like weird met, like manifestation techniques online, whether it's like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram that you're kind of like, this is sort of getting on the side of like witchcrafty stuff? Because I know when I started my intentional manifestation journey, I was looking at different YouTube videos and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to like write this thing down, put it over like on like fold the piece of paper up, put it on in my pillow, get these crystals, get this stage. And then I was like, wait a minute, am I casting a spell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Like, this isn't it. Like, I will script, I will journal, but like, I'm not getting the power from the crystals. God is my power in source or things like that. So are, are there any things that you've come across where you're kind of like, wait a minute, is this a little bit witchcrafty? guised as manifestation i literally like any and all manifestation methods are a big no for me because i'm like (laughs) like like our conversation it's like we are self-sourcing because we are an extension of god so like why would we need a fucking manifestation method in order to make it our reality like it's already here And so, yes, absolutely. I see that all the time. And I always kind of like roll my eyes at it because Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is like, this is where so many people believe that manifestation isn't real, isn't true, or like, is this like really crazy, like thing that people shouldn't be doing and being able to recognize that like the only reason that those like manifestation methods, quote unquote, work is because somebody believes that that it works. So it's like- coming back to the core, which is belief and knowing that you can cultivate that belief without having to like say whatever 55 times for five days in a row in your journal or like 
put stuff under your pillows or whatever <laughs> it is. It's like, right? no, and if you believe that is a condition you have to meet in order to manifest what you want into your life, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to meet that condition. But if you don't believe that and you truly see manifestation as like this integrated process of living in the vibration of what you want in your life, then you living is your manifestation method. You just showing up on a day-to-day -day basis is going to manifest what you desire into your life. And yes, there's that aspect of intentionality and like focus that comes in through that, but mm -hmm. it's not like, okay, now I need to make time in the day for like 17 extra steps so that I can write my journal, meditate, do my visualization, say my affirmations, X, Y, Z, like so many things. It's really just like, because I am, because I exist, I manifest what I desire into my life because I have that belief and I am living in the vibration of that. Yeah, I love that. And it's also giving the giving away that internal power, that divine power yeah. to the technique. So it's yeah. like we said, take the manifestation off the pedestal, take the technique off of the pedestal. You know, if you have that belief that I have to do five, five, three, six, nine. Akuna Matata, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then again, you're putting the power in the technique. I'm able to manifest because I did this versus I'm able to manifest because of who I be. Yes. So it's still Absolutely. putting something else outside of you. And I, and like me and my, um, it's so funny, me and my hairstylist will always talk about this stuff. And we're, it's just so funny. We're like, yeah, you got to watch out for like those manifestation videos and like all those techniques because it's kind of witchy poo, witchcrafty, putting the power outside of you. So it's been good to chat about that because I laugh about that a lot. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Candy. We got to back up slowly out of this one. <laughs> Not necessary. <laughs> easy to get caught up with that. If you're not being mindful, you know, you kind of see something, you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, you can kind of like fall into it without actually realizing, well, wait a minute, what am I actually calling in? What am I actually tapping into? Like, what is this quote ritual? Yeah. What am I actually doing? And you kind of have to really be mindful of protecting your energy, protecting your mind, protecting your spirit, because there's a lot of things out there that are guised as, oh, that's going to help you, la, 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 it's no big deal. But what's actually baked in on that could be a lot of negative energy, a lot of neg negative things, a lot of very evil, chaotic things that you are now inviting into your existence that you maybe didn't know, yeah. but now it's there. So okay. I, I believe in that. I'm like, uh -uh, I don't want any of that. It's me and Jesus Christ and God. Other than that, don't buy, you know, yeah. you have the power here, get out of here, knock it off. Right. So it's true. You have to be mindful of, of, of that stuff. And so I love that we're talking about the divinity. Do you want to talk a little bit about the divine feminine energy and like any steps to heal it or to connect to it? And then maybe some signs that you're, we're not connected to it. It's not, it's not activated. It's not healed and flowing. Absolutely. I feel as though even tying into like what we were just talking about is a perfect like segue into it because mm -hmm. a lot of the times when you see manifestation as like, okay, I need to do this step-by-step -step ritual in order to manifest what I want into my life, that is approaching manifestation from a very masculine energy because the masculine is very much so based on logic and reasoning and needing to get from like, if you're going from 
point A to point C, then you have to go from A to B to C to get there. Whereas what you were saying of like, okay, instead of like doing the ritual, it's being, Mm -hmm. being is the energy of the feminine energy and being is very much so allowing yourself to source from a place of creation, inspiration, and um, just like trust inside of yourself. And so what typically you'll see within somebody, especially women, because women have feminine cores for the most part. And of course, that's like on a spectrum for all women, uh, just like being in the masculine energy is the primary core of men that is on a spectrum as well. So uh, as a woman who has a feminine core, if you find yourself in the position where you're like constantly needing to control things, you're hyper independent, you are always like on edge or feeling as though you need to plan or really just being rigid in your life, that is a really good telltale sign that you're disconnected from your feminine energy. And I think that the three most powerful things that you can do to reconnect to your feminine energy is one, create internal safety inside of your body. And this is something that I talk about all the time because like I shared in my story, I just didn't feel safe growing up. So Mm -hmm. understanding and establishing what safety felt like in the first place was such an important thing for me uh, to not only be able to start to embody and embrace my feminine energy, but also just manifest things in my life. Because if you don't feel safe enough to manifest what it is that you desire, then you're going to sabotage it in some sort of way. So creating internal safety, connecting to God, just like we've been talking about throughout this conversation, I think is one of the most important things you can do for connecting to your feminine energy, because like the presence of God is a very grounding, stabilizing, safe, secure energy, which then allows you to feel as though you can be more playful. You can be more intuitive. You can flow and allow the ebbs and flows of life to really just happen as opposed to, again, feel as though you're needing to control all of it to avoid those ebbs and flows. And third is reconnecting to your body. And this is where I, I really incorporate holistic health into my practices and what I do, because in our modern society, unfortunately, there's just so much that is like constantly trying to like disconnect us from our bodies, from like the skincare products that you put on your skin, your shampoo, your makeup, the things that you're actually feeding yourself, Mm -hmm. drinking alcohol, doing drugs, all of these different things that disconnects you from your body. And the more disconnected you are from your body, the less connected you are to your feminine energy. And so really coming back into this place of like healing the relationship to the body, not only like your perception of yourself and of your body, but also like how you're treating it. Like, what are you eating? What are you drinking? How are you taking care of it? How are you moving it? What are you doing to process your emotions, release energy, whatever it may be? Because through that reconnection to the body, you'll be able to hear its signs, signals, wisdoms that are always there and are always trying to communicate with you um, that just aren't really there when you aren't taking care of your body. So that's like definitely the the three things that I always suggest to somebody who's wanting to start to take those steps to reconnect with their feminine energy because it's so much more than, and I see this all the time of like, 
put on a sundress, like do your makeup, <laughs> wear some earrings. So it's but like, it's, how yeah, do you feel in it? It's not. <laughs> totally. It's okay. like, yeah, okay. Like if that's an outward expression of like the way your feminine energy wants to manifest or like you want to tap into your femininity, awesome. But at its core, that is not the feminine energy. Like that is just a, a byproduct and like something that we're sold on Instagram. So coming back to this place of like truly being able to, um, yeah, like live from inspiration, live from creativity, live from this place of trusting the ebbs and flows of life and not seeing one as good and one as bad, but really just embracing the wholeness of it because the feminine energy truly like is the energy of wholeness. 100%. I loved everything you said. And I loved how you said connecting to the divine allows us to be playful. And also talking about how, because we're talking about in the masculine with the techniques we have to do, check a list and all of that stuff, it becomes a chore and it becomes something that manifestation is, is something that I have to do in order yeah. to get. Or like we're saying, it's no, it's who you become, who you be in order to receive. Yeah. And that's the the transition to that feminine energy. And um, before you said that, I had wrote down game because you said that, like making life a game. Like it's the game of life, you know, treat treat your life like a game. It's a playground. It's for you. Um, so I, I absolutely love that. And I also loved, we were talking about the divine feminine energy versus like the masculine. And it made me think about how in like corporate America, right, women think, oh, we have to be more masculine in order to mm -hmm. get ahead. Like we were talking about, I have to control, micromanage. I have to be rigid. I have to be everything that makes me feminine. I have to shut myself off to in order to be, quote, respected by the boys, right? But when you actually think about it, and this is what popped in my head when you were talking, the true times when the, when the quote, the men or the boys club, when they make the deals, when they get the connection, when they get the success, it's actually when they're in their feminine energy. Mm -hmm. It's when they're on the golf course playing, having fun and laughing and receiving and creating community and support. Oh, you're doing this deal, you know, hole in one. You know, I got this guy for you. Come on over. Right. Or it's when they're having like the whiskey and this. I'm being very stereotypical. But, you know, when they have like the whiskey and the cigars and they're hanging out. It's when they're in their play. It's when they're yes. in their community. It's when they're in the receiving mode is actually when they are actually calling in their most abundant. It's mm -hmm. not in the boardroom. It's not at the office. That's why it's called the boys, the good old boys club. It's yeah. when they're hanging out and having fun and actually creating community, which is why for women, when we come together and we create true community within ourselves, that is when we are so fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. That's why what they want to do is to divide us and keep us thinking that we are competition because yes. they know the moment that we collaborate and truly commune with each other, we would be unstoppable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because men receive when they're in their feminine, if you mm -hmm. really think about it, because that's the only energy you can receive in. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Because it's yeah. the energy of receiving. And, exactly. and like to tie into that, it's like, yeah, it's like, that's, that's why 
they, whoever they are, like the, 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 the big is at play. Yeah. The patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like wants us to see each other as competition and like be separated from each other. That's also why they want us using all of these toxic products and putting toxic yep. foods inside of our bodies because the more disconnected a woman is and people in general, but especially a woman is yep. disconnected from her feminine energy, the more quote unquote weak she is. But the more that she comes home to this place of like caring, nurturing, creativity, expression, et cetera, inside of herself and then also inside of her life and all of these different aspects, literally unstoppable force. Like men go to war because of the feminine energy. Like that is how powerful the feminine energy is. And it's like really reclaiming that. And like bringing that to the light for for women, because when they're able to see that and then start to reconnect to it, tap into it and access it in their own lives, it's like, oh, okay, we didn't have to play this boring game all along where we thought we needed to be more masculine. Mm -hmm. Like we were always safe to be these divine feminine women. Yeah. And that femininity does not equal weakness. No. It's actually the, the ultimate strength. Is to be connected to your divine feminine goddess energy and just like really be healed in it. And um, one thing that came up for me when when you were talking was I used to watch the show on the CW. I'm so cheesy. It's called Rain. It's it's Uh been over for a long time. But like I remember the one character, she was Mary Queen of Scots, and she was talking to like um, Catherine, the one of the queens of France or something like that. Anyway, and so they were having this moment where the character's pivotal moment where she had really come into her own womanhood. You know, she really was like, she was on her throne. Like she was like, what? And um, the queen says to her, she goes, you know, I really miss the girl that you used to be. And she says, many people would. She was easier to kill. And that's really what it is, right? We're easier to kill, not like actually death, but like our spirit, our power, yes. our divinity, our our opulence, right? It's easier to kill our agency, our authenticity, our authenticity, our autonomy, right? It's yeah. easier to kill when we're disconnected from the truth of who we are and when we're disconnected from true community of us. You know, it's like classic war, divide and conquer. That's why they keep us divided and down. And also keeping us thinking that there's something wrong with you. Because it also goes back to belief system. Your hair needs to look like this. Your weight needs to look like this. And then the moment it's like, oh, I look good enough, the quote trend changes. Oh, it used to be you had to be super skinny. Now you got to get a BBL. Now now we're going into body positivity, but not when you look like this, only if you look like that. You know, it's just like it's the goalpost always changes because they want to, they, the patriarch or whatever you want to call it wants to control how we feel about ourselves because that is where your true power lies where do what is your belief about who you are and where does that belief come from if it does not come from self and connection to the divine it is always changing it is chaotic it is malleable and the more that they control how we feel about who we are that's how they control who we be and when they control who we be that's when you get certain things in the world, how, you know, they're coming out and everything. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. It absolutely is. And it's, it's so, it's so beautiful to see that I think 
especially since the pandemic, I feel as though I feel the collective shift, but I also am seeing the collective shift of like so many, again, just primarily speaking to women, but like women who are waking up to that and like really on this journey to come back to this place inside of themselves and also inside of their, their community, inside of their relationships to their like other sisters, as well as like the men in their lives. Because reality is, is like, we all love the masculine energy, especially when it's this like gorgeous healed masculine energy and not like what we've seen traditionally from like the, the stereotypical patriarchy, because I feel like a lot of men are like, Oh fuck! Like, don't put me under that umbrella. Yeah, like, I they're making so too. hard to move yeah. out of that. It's like these old, outdated, um, like systems that do continue to like live and exist to try and keep people weaker in whatever way they possibly can. But really, seeing this shift has been such an inspiration to me, and I'm sure it has to you as well. And like all yeah. of the people that we've had the ability to like work with and uh, really get to this place of like raising the collective consciousness, because everything that we're talking about here, I think is like going to eventually be the new standard, which is like beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like healing your divine feminine energy is the best thing you can do to honor the healthy masculine feminine energy in others because they're, they're not supposed to work in silos. They work in harmony. Yes. But but only when one is unhealthy or one is toxic or one is unhealed or whatever term you want to use, then it becomes disharmonious or unharmonious, mm-hmm. not in harmony, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, it, that's when it gets um, out of order and it gets toxic. But yeah. when your healthy feminine is in the receiving mode to receive from a healthy masculine, that is so beautiful. That yes. harmony between the two, you know, I was talking to my... Um, to one of my really good girlfriends about this. And I forgot where I heard her or who said it, I forget, but we were like chatting about it. And I said, you know, I heard that like, if you want to find like a quote provider man, not like gold digger, not like that type of stuff or anything like that. Um, No judgment there, but not from that place. But if you want to find a man who like, you know, truly is like true high value and wants to provide and be there for you and all that stuff. It's not that, is a giver, I guess, right? It's not that you need to be a giver. It's Mm -hmm. that you need to learn how to receive. Mm -hmm. And there's sort of that disconnect where it's like, well, I want a man who who gives me this and gives me that and has this and has that. So then I have to be a woman who has this, has that. It's like that toxic stuff where it's like, oh, you want a man who has a you know, all this money and has a car and has a house and has all this stuff. But like, what do you have? You know, you're just in a blah, 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 blah. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is the most toxic, disgusting, horrible thing ever. And it's just like, that's not what it's about. It's like, it's about you want to be with a man who wants to provide for you and to give for you because he's in his healthy masculine. And the best way to be a match for him energetically is not to become masculine. It's to become Mm -hmm. feminine. So if you want a man who gives in a healthy way, you need to learn how to receive in a healthy way because you want to compliment him. You don't want to be him. But we hear all of these like, toxic things and again that's just to keep women down that then you think well 
well, maybe I don't deserve love. Maybe I don't deserve to be taken care of. Like, who am I to think that my life could be easy? Who am I to think that someone would want to take care of me? Yep. It's, that's really what that sneakiness is. You know, it's that sneaky thing of telling women, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's really what that message is. And it reminds me of like, um, who was it? What was her name? Anyway, I forgot her name. Not Jane Fonda, but the other woman who works at Jane, who is an actress with Jane Fonda on the Netflix show, Frankie and Johnny. They were talking about the, um, I know I I go on tangent, sorry. They were talking about the- yeah, they were, <laughs> so they were out and they were picketing on the lines for the for the um, Writers Guild strike and everything. And she made such a such a poignant point, which I think encapsulates what we're talking about. She was saying how all the big ex- studio executives were like, you know, the writers really are the most valuable people because without their writers, there is no story. There's nothing for the actors to say. There's nothing for the director to direct. There's nothing for production to produce. There's nothing for us to oversee. You know, it all starts with the story. And so the writers really are the most valuable piece. And that's why we have to never let them know. And that to me encapsulates encapsulate it where I feel like feminine energy, feminine women and our connection to ourselves and our body and to the divine, that's the most valuable piece. Mm-hmm. But they don't want us to know. Yep. Because then it takes away their authority. Yep. But I agree, it's changing and it's shifting. And I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who's listening, it's like if this this is like an introduction to this conversation, it's like let this be your permission to like mm-hmm. really take it in and – and create this for yourself in your lives or not even create it, but like come home to it. 100%. 100%. Oh, this has been such a beautiful oh, conversation. So we're going to wind down with my five soft life questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. Right. So my number one question is, who are you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is quite the question. Yeah. Um I would say I I'm a creative being. I I'm also very soft. I love that this is the Soft Life podcast <laughs> because I'm I'm a very soft, creative, nurturing, loving human. And like at my core the, the things that I desire the most in this world is just like to love and connect with other people and eventually be able to like create my own and love and connect with my own people. Um, so yeah, I would say that as the answer to that. I love it. I love it. Okay. Question number two, how do you self-soothe? Ooh, Love this. So um, my number one self-soothing technique is kind of like I was talking about earlier with creating internal safety is coming back to a place of internal safety. So for me, some of the times, at least when I first started that journey, it was like getting to the place that I felt the most safe, which was literally my bed. So it's like getting into bed, getting all wrapped up, cozy up. It could be here on the couch, wrapped up, cozy up. And saying to myself as I like hold myself or put my hands on my heart center or over my womb space or wherever it is that I feel as though needs extra attention inside of my body. 
and really just like reciting to myself, like I'm safe. I'm safe to be here. I'm safe in my body. I'm safe in this experience. I'm safe to have my emotions. Um, my faith is greater than my fears. Different safety affirmations to bring myself back down into a regulated state. Love that. And our third question is, what would you tell your younger self? It's going to be okay. <laughs> I know that that's like, that's like such a simple answer, but there were so many times during childhood that like, I knew things were going to be okay. Like I knew deep down intuitively and like from this divine place that things were going to be okay, but it didn't feel like it most of the time. And so really just reminding her, like, it's going to be okay. Like it's in fact, it's going to be greater than okay. I have tattooed on my arm right here. The better it gets, the better it gets. And it's like, I think that that's like, it's going to be okay and beyond okay. And it'll continue to get better. Love that. What is your, and this is our fourth question. What is your definition of God? My definition of God is the source of all, like essentially the source of all inside of me and also externally. Um, So like all knowing, all loving, higher power that constantly is guiding, loving and supporting me in life. Love that. Me too. And then last but not least, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm. I want my legacy to be empowering people to know that they have the power to have be do whatever it is that they desire in their lives as they are right now. And that there's nothing outside of themselves that they have to like attain in order to make that the truth that it's truly like what we were talking about earlier in this conversation like their inherent worthiness Mm -hmm. and because of that they can live the life that they desire 100 yay well this has been so beautiful so everyone who is watching or listening everything that you can connect with cat will be linked on below in the description box in the show notes but do you want to share with this cat where we can find you work with you connect with you Absolutely. So two best places to connect with me is my Instagram, which is at Kat Kozad coaching. Um, I'm sure you'll put the spelling of that in the show notes. Yes. And then the other place that you can connect with me, or I guess like receive value from me is the no bullshit manifestation show, which is my podcast, which, um, candy was on and the episode was absolutely incredible, but Those are the two best places to find me. From there, you'll be able to see what offerings I have going on at that time because they change depending on the season. Nice. Thank you so much, Kat. And if there is, I just feel like you're such like a wealth of wisdom. We've talked about so many things, but if there was one kernel, just one thing, whether we hit on it or not, that you would want to leave us with, what would that one thing be? Hmm. We've hit on it a little bit, but I think that like what really like resonates as true for me right now is question and also connect with your relationship to your body, like in all capacity from mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual standpoint, what is your relationship to your body? And if there's any aspect of that, that it feels as though you're not fully showing up, honoring, loving, and nourishing your body starting to 
get curious about that so that you can shift the relationship that you have with it to be where you want it to be. Uh, because like we had, or we talked about in this conversation, that is the source of essentially everything when it comes to your manifestations, because that's where the divine lives and exists. That is your channel to your intuition. That is channel to your life force energy. Like it is the channel for everything. So putting all of your love, focus, and attention into your relationship with your body is one of the most beneficial things that you could possibly do. Mm, I agree. Thank you so much, Kat. This has been amazing. And you guys don't forget, if you ever need additional support, you can always grab our free self-love guide, check out our courses down below, join us on Patreon, and then also reach out to me, you guys. If you guys need anything, go ahead and shoot me a DM or an email. So with that, you guys, thank you so much, Kat. Ready to unlock your true potential and manifest the life of your dreams? Then I've got something super special just for you. Our mind-blowing self-love and manifestation courses. Picture this, a journey of self-discovery where you'll find a deep well of self-love and acceptance. Say goodbye to self-doubt and hello to unshakable confidence. Our courses are designed to help you embrace your worthiness and tap into the incredible power of self-love. But that's not all. We'll also dive deep into the transformative world of manifestations. You'll learn proven tools and techniques and strategies to align your thoughts, beliefs, and actions with your wildest dreams. So get ready to create the success, happiness, love, and abundance that you deserve. So what are you waiting for? Head over to candywashington.com backslash courses to get started. Again, that's candywashington.com backslash courses.